Hey everyone, my online course on the rehabilitation of the fitness athlete with Dan Pope is on sale this week. If you want to work with higher level fitness athletes and help people get back into the gym after an injury, this is the course for you. Head to MikeRandall.com slash fitathlete to learn more and sign up this week. On this episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show, we talk about rotator cuff biomechanics, we talk about employee reviews, and we talk about barefoot training. The Ask Mike Reynolds Show. Helping people feel better, move better, and perform better. Welcome back, everybody, to the latest episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show. I'm here at Champion PT and Performance up in Boston. I'm here with Lenny Macrina, Dave Tilly, with the crew at Champion. We're here to answer your awesome questions that Where's you got. Where's the student? <laughs> <laughs> Nine months. I'm still not a student. Deja vu. Gabe and Aider, where are you? You know, Gabe actually said, I don't know if he texted me or whatever on Facebook or something, that he would do guest appearances from us. Skype we in. can Skype him in. Does can, anyone still we Skype? Can, we just, FaceTime? we just, it's like Kleenex can we now. Apple TV him into the <laughs> FaceTime TV. That'd be all, yeah, he's up in the corner. Was that Max Hedrow? It's like the Wizard of Oz. Do you even know what Max Hedrum is? Is it Max Hedrum? I think something like that. It was like 1982 Pepsi commercial. Oh, Pee Wee's Big Event. Pee Wee's Playhouse with the, 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 dude that was in Mecca like a high, mecca high, you know. Just the head. All right, do we have questions? Let's just get right to the questions right, after yeah. all of our nonsense. So, awesome. All right. So, let's see. Who's going to read the questions this time? Ready? We don't have a good vibe. I don't think so. Don't lose a lot. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like <laughs> It's clearly, it only makes 75% of it. All right. Patrick from Sweden. Hi, guys. Thanks for the information and entertaining podcast. Could you shed some light on which of the muscles of the rotator cuff that acts to prevent anterior translation of the humeral head, the infraspinatus, subscap, etc.? Some research seems to indicate that the cuff is direction-specific and that the infraspinatus prevents humeral anterior and superior translation during flexion. However, other people talk about the importance of the subscap in reducing anterior translation. For example, Shirley Saruman, what are your thoughts? First off, I love it. Uh, we have a rotator cuff biomechanical question. Right. I love it. It's like, I, that's, that's, uh, that's like, I love that stuff. Neurobiomechanical All right, question. so to paraphrase your question, let's we'll kind of start with, so I, I, I would say your question is, what's the role of the rotator cuff in stabilizing the glenohumeral joint? And there's some discrepancies out there in people's theories and research and stuff that uh, perhaps, let's say, anterior translation, perhaps the posterior cuff, like the infra- infraspinatus, helps prevent anterior translation, while other people say the anterior cuff, the subscap, helps prevent anterior translation. Uh, I think there's probably discrepancy in the research on both sides because they both do, right? You know, like, yeah. ding, 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 congrats, they both do. Uh, so they probably both do it through different mechanisms, though. So the posterior cuff, yes, if you, if your posterior cuff contracts, it's gonna, it's gonna, you know, try to glide you posteriorly and have you rotate a little bit more posterior. So yes, the posterior cuff is gonna help stabilize that mechanically. In the front, though, your subscap acts, acts as like a buttress, so that way you can't go forward. When you contract it, obviously, it becomes harder to translate anteriorly because your subscap, um, um, tightens up 
But that being said, the thing nobody ever really talks about is that your rotator cuff blends into your capsular tissue. They're not like two distinct structures where you can stick your finger in there and like just like move them up and up and down. They're not distinct structures. So when you contract your subscap, you're also kind of pulling on the capsule a little bit and tightening up the capsule. And you can argue the same thing with the infraspinatus. Mm. So, uh, you know, don't forget, they both act together to keep it centered as well. Right. It's not happening in isolation. Yeah. So it's like we're visualizing it. Yeah. So I think all of these mechanisms, all the things we're saying are in isolation, like Lenny said, that's perfect, when in reality, nothing works in isolation, it all works together, and it's the whole, yeah, yeah, it's the whole synergistic synergy of the synergistic items, mm-hmm. neurobiomechanical. Right, right exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so that, I mean, I, to me, I think that's, uh, that's why there's some conflicting theories. I don't know if they're even, if anyone's ever said their theories was the end all be all, right. like even like Shirley said that, like, it's probably like, hey, this is just one concept for that, right? So. Yeah. I think it's why we're such, you know, fans of doing equal amount of strength work as dynamic stability or get train the cuff to work together. So we hammer people on high level dynamic stability because they need it. It's not just about like getting one or the other to be the showstopper. Right? Yeah, do it all. Right. Love it. Cool. All right, Katie from Maryland. Hi, Mike. I love your podcast. I'm so happy that Dave Tilly has joined your group. Oh, thank you. She really said that, or you add I that? I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> I totally fudged this. I made, made the computer turn to him. I, I wouldn't have read that if I was you. <laughs> Skip that. Uh, I lost my place now. I'm a former gymnast and a PT slash ATC who works with gymnasts. Anyway, my question is about how you handle or what you've seen to be effective with your staff yearly reviews, incentives for raises, etc. Furthermore, do you have any good business slash admin type courses you recommend to improve all the things in a PT practice that are not based on your actual physical therapy skills? Nice. Okay, so good business question. So first off, if, if you haven't figured this out yet, if you mention Dave Tilly in your question, it's like guaranteed you get on the show. So watch, watch the next like like all the dozen. If we get a question that says, I love Dave Tilly, how do we leave it out? That's not fair to you. So we do all of them say, Hey Mike, I we, love you. Do we do that? No, none of them do. They all say we love Dave. Thank you, Katie. So we do it for, for Dave. This is not a, this is not a me versus you. This is a team <laughs> thing. But yeah, you say, I love Dave Tilly and we're putting your question on the Teamwork makes the dream work. So, right? Absolutely. So we all love Dave Tilly mm-hmm. to answer your question. Thanks guys. <laughs> so, um, uh, so business wise. So, um, I don't, Len, you want to take the question on, uh, what do we do for staff, uh, yearly reviews? We do, well, we don't do yearly reviews. We, we've been doing quarterly reviews. We try to. Dave's like, uh, I've been here six months. We have a draft on here. Yeah, we, we take a different approach. So we modified our review process. We, I mean, we do an ongoing chat with our employees and just keep everybody up to speed, make sure everybody's happy. But a formal thing we do quarterly where we have a, a very one page, you know, it's, uh, an ordinal scale or nominal scale, whatever. And it's, it's, we rate certain things that we, we feel are important for the company. We describe some stuff and then we set some, a few goals for the up and coming quarter or whatever time frame we're looking at. So we, we tend to be a little more, um, I don't want to say aggressive, but we just try to stay on top of things. I think that's kind of a common theme of what we do here. We try not to let things get too far ahead of itself. And then it becomes this yearly, oh, no, right. we got to talk about stuff that happened a long time ago. So we try to stay That's on top true. of things and, uh, you know, keep it real and then really have a formal discussion, formally informal, quarterly. Yeah. 
Yeah, we try to do quarterly. We often fail, but that's why. Yeah, yeah. But, but I think we often fail because we're. I, I don't think anything's ever like, you know, like you know, we we have a lot of ongoing like chats here and there, right? Mm -hmm. So we don't need that that one. But you know, when we first started, I took you know we took templates from our past employers and stuff, and I think we had like you know five page kind of nice formal review from some of the past things I did. You know, it was very formal stuff, but it was. All, I always felt like that was just like all like just like you know you're you're rating all your attributes, right? So it's like you know it's like just chopping you down as a human and stuff. So we've recently switched to just a one-page thing because one, we want it to be simple for us. Two, we want it to be simple for the employees. And just have like a one-page quick review. Um, and, and what we do is we talk about the, the key principles and, and that we feel are important for your performance. But the other thing is we grade you on, are you achieving our core values as a company? So I don't know, what do we have, like 10 core values or something like that? But you, you have to like meet your core values. If you don't meet your core values, it's like you're on, you're, you're on probation. And if you continuously don't meet our core values you're not a fit here you know so so I, I would say the first half you know of our employee reviews and stuff like that is just about like making sure you know you're you know it's it's not about like how are you doing as a person it's more like are you fitting in with our vision and our core values and stuff and then the second half is is goal-based stuff is what we want to get out of you and it's almost always stuff like we want you to grow more we want you to learn more it's never like we you know you have to be on time or like that's that's different right that's if you're if you're talking to somebody about being on time during their quarterly and review. And we are certainly not talking so. about something similar to that, like how many people you're seeing in a week or in a day and what are your billing units. That's true, yeah. We're, even, we don't even talk about that stuff. It's not anywhere in your review. It is highly based yeah. off of core values of our company. And if you have doing con ed are you yeah how do you, you grow are you how do you become uh, better right are you are you representing what we think the company is wanting to represent right you know but i i mean i'm like a productivity not like i'm like you know i read all these i read all business stuff all the time like so like you know i i'm, I'm in on like more of like the, the current trends and that stuff so like what's google doing what's amazon doing what's starbucks doing those types of things so I try to stay on top of that so we've been heavily influenced by like some of the more progressive like tech companies and stuff um, but you know that, and, and in terms of like a course, I don't think there's a ton of courses out there. Uh, the the private practice section of the APTA has some uh, like private practice courses that are that are that are cool. Um, I did that at the beginning. I thought that was good. Um, what else? Like evidence in motion, maybe. Yeah, don't I they have at some evidence stuff? in motion. Yep. Uh, I seem to be a good one. Yeah, I think they have some stuff. Yeah, you didn't, you ended up, and didn't end up I doing it. Do it. You get your DPT too, which I don't have. But yeah, so, master link. Yeah, just call me master. Yeah, he's the master. So uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, so, all right, good, cool, Dave. All right. Uh, so Sam from Minnesota. Does he love Dave? No. Or so Dave could be a female. Wait, is it no, Sam female. from Minnesota or Sam Minnesota? <laughs> I left out the from. <laughs> so I see on your Instagram that you have your patients slash athletes do lower extremity lifts without shoes. How often or for what population and what is your theory behind it? Nice. Austin. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I I would say, um, so, so barefoot training, like what do we do? I would say that on our end, um, there's certain lifts, there are certain exercises that we, that we prefer to do barefoot. So, um, deadlifts, for example, are almost always done, uh, either, uh, barefoot or with minimalist shoes on just because we want a more posterior oriented force vector, right? We don't want you up on a, on a heel like you would on a squat. We want you sitting back on your heels a little bit more uh, to get more posterior engagement, I guess, or, or whatever. I don't know if I said that perfect, but you know, that, that's, that's kind of, that's why we do it with stuff like a deadlift. 
Um, we do a lot of our warm ups barefoot just because we're, we, we want to get, you know, we, we want people to be barefoot sometimes. We want you to be, um, you know, working on your foot intrinsics. Um, we don't do a lot of lifts other than the deadlift barefoot, you know, but there's times, you know, we may do a kettlebell swing or something if you're working on a posterior again engagement type thing. We might do that. Uh, but I would say if, if, if it's a lot more than that, it's just sometimes, uh, some of our knucklehead patients, uh, wear flip flops in the summer and, uh, that's, uh, they, uh, we get them out in the gym to do a couple of rehab exercises and they're barefoot and it kills me but um, yeah i don't know Austin. if it's a proprioceptive thing to it feeling the ground with uh, your with your right. feet sensory feedback just the feedback be able to push through the ground versus is what you kind I of want all my gymnasts do it yeah your feet just yeah. because of gymnastics I, I i i personally go barefoot during like my warm-up and stuff and, and you know just that those types of things i think it helps yeah. you know it's if i think it helps with some you know foot strengthening intrinsic strengthening and stuff so mm-hmm. all the balance stuff. so yeah right. so yep Awesome. Is that it? Awesome. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Another great group of questions. We appreciate it. Uh, go to MikeRinald.com and be sure to sign up for our email newsletter so you can get all the latest podcasts. You can click on the podcast link, ask us some awesome questions, keep contributing so we have more and more to answer. And then obviously go to iTunes, leave us a great review, maybe even subscribe and, 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 you know, we'll, we'll keep doing this for you guys. So, uh, thanks so much for everything and, uh, we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, head to MikeRinald.com slash podcast and fill out the form to submit your question. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please share this with your friends to help spread the word. It would really mean so much to us. Please check out all my online courses, articles, newsletter, and more at MikeRinald.com. There's always a ton of great perks for my newsletter subscribers. And be sure to check for my other podcast, the Sports Physical Therapy Podcast, where I go deep into topics and interview leaders within our field. See you on the next episode.